from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Jeremiah Masoli stays in the wow. pocket, rips the pass. It's Stephen Dunbar Jr. Touchdown, Tiger Cats. Drive continues, second and 15 now from the Edmonton 26. Masoli going deep again, looking for the end zone again. Oh, Tim White <laughs> catches it. It was tipped. He caught it. It's a touchdown for the Tiger Cats. How did he stay with that? Three receivers to the wide side of the field. Jeremiah Masoli. Watches Jalen Acklin in the waggle, throwing deep for Acklin. It's complete. He's inside the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Tiger Cats. So on the Edmonton 16, a handoff to Don Jackson, breaks through the 5. Touchdown, Don Jackson. RJ Broadhead with the call as heard on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Louis B here with you today on a victory Monday of Tie Cats today as the Tie Cats big winners in Edmonton on Friday night over the Elks. Lots to get into with that game. We're going to hear from Orlando Steinauer as he addressed the media after the game. We'll hear from Jeremiah Masoli as well as he had himself a fantastic game again. And despite that, there are still people on Twitter who are questioning whether Jeremiah Masoli should be the starter of this team. Yes, the wins were against the Elks and the Red Blacks, but uh, Jeremiah Masoli protected the football. And, uh, I mean, not much more you can say about his performance of the, on the night. 357 yards, three touchdowns, 17 of 24, completing 71% of his passes. Uh, we did name Don Jackson our performer of the game. After his 120-yard performance, adding a touchdown as well, 7.5 yards every time he touched the football. Uh, very impressive. Steve, Tim White had a great game, almost 90 yards with a touchdown. Stephen Dunbar, Jalen Acklin adding touchdowns as well. So a big win for the Ticats as they move to second in the East Division. Three games left on the season. I took to Twitter to try and get uh, your thoughts on the uh, the Ticats, where they're at in the final three games of the season. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, we'll get to Glenn Suter from the CFL on TSN. He was in the booth uh, for the CFL on TSN for Friday night's call, so we'll get his thoughts on where the Ticats are. But right now, let's hear from Coach O as he spoke after the game on Friday night. Uh, you know, an understatement would be that I'm proud of this football team. Um we overcame a lot of adversity tonight. Uh, we came out here a little bit shorthanded and, you know, every game's, every game's hard to win. It's hard to win period. And uh, I thought just with all the shuffling and injuries and, and whatnot, just extremely proud. I thought that we were, uh, I thought we did a good job in all three phases and even, you know, rebounded in the, in the second half where we probably needed to clean a few things up. Jeremiah didn't turn the ball over. No. Stretch the field. He's, or, oh, sorry. He's, he's, he's no, I'm just saying like, I mean, that's, that's the first thing that's going to give us the best chance to win. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, every, every game, there's always going to be throws that, uh, you know, we may want back that, but at the end of the day, uh, despite taking uh, uh, a couple of sacks there, I thought that uh, the decision and where we're at in the game, I thought that uh, those were the right decisions for him. So I, I'm just, I'm proud of our football team and Jeremiah was a huge part of that tonight, obviously. Well, I think there is. There's that fine line between, you know, I kind of spoke to him. At, well, you don't want to lose the aggressiveness, but you also don't want to lose sight of why we're here. And that's that's to win. 
Um, at the, you know, so you don't want to back down from anybody, but at the end of the day, you, we do need to play smart football. Um, you know, I, am not sure how much it, it bonds or whatnot, but I know that everybody's got each other's back in there. And, uh, we, we came out here, um, with a goal and, and we're like, we're going to be able to check that box. And that, that's, what's most important. Yeah. And I know injuries are part of the game, but you know, it's, you know, we're running out of bodies. So <laughs> I guess as long as we had 24, we we're going to be all right. But Hey, listen, that's part of it. Every football team's going through it. Um, you just like to go through it with wins. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tigers, Orlando Steiner, as he spoke after the win on Friday night. I will let you know that the Ticats are not practicing today, so don't have any injury updates. As Coach mentioned there, they were down quite a few bodies by the end of the night, uh, but we should have an update on uh, certain players at uh, tomorrow's practice. So we'll try and get those to you as quickly as possible. I can let you know that the Ticats have added four national players, including defensive back uh, Gene Ventros, Malcolm Thompson, and linebackers Jersey Henry and Ben Whitting. So for all their details, go to Ticats.ca, but the Ticats staying busy as uh, they've added four national players, two DBs, and two linebackers. Just letting you know, I, I don't know if there's anything to read into that, uh, but four players added by the Ticats. Uh, they've been placed on the suspended list. Uh, they're completing their quarantine. They will be eligible to practice with the team on Wednesday. So a couple of uh, signings announced by the Ticats on that one. All right, Jeremiah Masoli, again, <laughs> you know, people are going to have their opinions on Jeremiah Masoli. I get that. Uh, some of you do. Some of you have already tweeted me uh, today. Uh, but uh, he had a performance, uh, a, another great performance as mentioned, 357 yards, three touchdowns through the air. Added 26 yards on three carries on the ground as well. And uh, he had a lot of uh, good things to say about his teammates here, but uh, here's what he had to say after the win on Friday night. I mean, I think we've been talking about uh, increasingly getting better every week. And, um, you know, obviously the number one goal is finding a way to win. And uh, it was awesome to see the whole line and the backs go off, rushing the ball like that. Um, yeah, I think it really helped open up our play actions, um, you know, being able to run the ball like that. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like they were just huge holes like, you know, yeah. and early had a, did a great job running through arm tackles, which is what we talked about before the game coming into it um, and staying out a second and long. I think that was a key for us. And uh, at the end of the day, man, our receivers are just, you know, so super talented, man. They were just getting open, you know, running away from guys. Yeah, man, it does feel great. It definitely does. Um, you know, that's kind of like the standard that's been around here for a while. And, uh, you know, obviously we've, we've uh, been building to get to here this whole season. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say we're there and all that stuff. We still got plenty of stuff to work on. Um, but to have that feeling does a lot for us in terms of our mentality and the confidence going out there. Uh, it doesn't matter where we start on the field. We'll be able to flip the field or, you know, whatever the situation may be. We're building that confidence uh, for this home stretch. Amen. I uh, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I'm sure the defenses are finding out the hard way about that as well. Um, my man's very talented. And on top of that, man, he has a killer instinct. But uh, he's a team first guy, too. So, you know, he's kind of got that perfect combination uh, that, that's that's set us up to, to win, you know, playing unselfish football, but at the same time trying to uh, do everything he can to, uh, you know, get, get production on offense. 
no doubt, man. We've been, you know, the whole team, you know, we got some guy. we call it the waiting list, you know, the practice squad or guys that are waiting to come on. So, I mean, these guys have been ready and been working this whole year. We got a couple more back home too, that are uh, ready for their opportunity and pitching for it. So um, it was just great to see that, man. He's put in so much hard work and studying the playbook this whole, whole year and for him to come in and just be so electric, you know, that's that's him. So um, it, it was definitely a boost for us. That is Jeremiah Masoli as he addressed the media following the Ticats win over Edmonton on Friday. All right, time to get to some of your thoughts on the Ticats. I took to Twitter for a, a Monday morning coffee break check-in just to see how you're feeling about the team. Get some of your responses here. Uh, Wally Walker at Wally underscore Walker on Twitter says, I'm all in on this Ticats team, and I believe they're now in the position to take care of business themselves and not get distracted by anyone else. One team at a time. First up, BC Lions. Uh, adds an appendix here. Don Jackson is the starting the rest of the way, correct? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it there, uh, Wally. The Ticats do control their own destiny. Uh, with the loss to Montreal, or with the Montreal loss, excuse me, over the weekend, they dropped to third. Ticats in second in the East. They have three games left, and one of them is against the Toronto Argonauts. And as we've discussed on this show, if the Ticats can win that game, they would own the tiebreaker over the, uh, the Toronto Argonauts by virtue of point differential. So, yeah, absolutely. Ticats control their own destiny. Uh, and, and, yes, one game at a time, the BC Lions on Friday night. Uh, at Tiger Sammy, who is a winner of some uh, tickets to go see the Ticats and Lions on Friday, uh, they tweet in, say, so good. The Ticats hold their destiny in their own hand, win all three. They finish first in the East. Can't wait to get back to Tim Hortons Field on Friday and be a road warrior next weekend in Toronto. So that's Tiger Sammy at uh, Brad Tender 34. Brad Boucher says, Feeling good. We'll be hosting a game or two, winky face, in the playoffs. Win out, including a game versus the Argos for the tiebreak. Owls have the Bombers twice. Only negative is the Argos' other two opponents, but playoffs are ours. So the confidence is back. I'm loving it from Ticats fans. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, Adam Young says, feeling better. Masoli appears healthy, still iffy on the O-line, but offense is looking better. Hoping Speedy gets well soon. And at Roll DB one is that Jamal Roll? Um, I don't think so, but uh, at Roll DB one says, confident. The Leos are too inconsistent. The Argos are the Argos. And then a uh, shot at Cody Fajardo calling him a uh, low-key, is low-key a fraud? Well, I'm not sure if that's true. He is a professional football player. I'm not sure if fraud is the right word, but, I mean, he, he maybe maybe not as elite as we once thought he was. Um, but, ah, there you go. I uh, always love getting your feedback. You can hit me up anytime on Twitter, at B underscore TV. Try to get to some of your other responses who I didn't get to on the show because now, very pleased to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. He was in the booth and uh, Suits was talking about this uh, before we came on here that uh, you're, you're very confident in this Ticats group. You liked what you saw on Friday. Yeah, I did. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen them in person for a while now, probably over a month. And, you know, watching on TV, you, you can get a certain perspective. But when you're live in the building and you can see all 24 players every play, it really can change your perspective quickly. And I really liked what I saw. I mean, you know, the, the discipline issue for both teams aside, 
And, you know, you've got to really watch yourself with those. I, I, I totally get uh, the protecting your teammates back. And, you know, you'd go to war for your teammate. That's, that's just the unwritten code that is there and will always be there. So I completely understand that. But if those type of things can be avoided, that's what real discipline looks like. That's what real toughness looks like is actually to walk away from those skirmishes, skirmishes is, is being, uh, you know, showing great mental uh, discipline and mental toughness. It really is. You know, anyone can swing a fist, but walking, walking away and turn your back to that stuff because you don't want to hurt your team and take a penalty is, is most important, especially this time of year. So that, you know, that aside again, and that was, you know, both teams and it got out of hand and it, it wasn't pretty, but that aside, um, boy, I did like what I saw. Let's start with Jeremiah Masoli. I mean, three, three games now over 300 yards, protecting the ball well without being too conservative. That's always a balancing act for quarterbacks to, to protect the ball, not throw interceptions, not force it, but, not get too conservative with the football either because then you're not going to win games. You got to push the ball down the field. And he's been doing that. He just, he, he looks confident. He looks comfortable in the pocket. He's getting time to throw. And that's where I was, you know, that's where the sort of impressed with this team. That's where it starts. Well, and it, it helps when you get a strong running game going early. And the Ticats did that with Don Jackson making his first start as a member of the Ticats after signing way back kind of pre-pandemic in 2020, um, I mean, he looked impressive. 120 yards on the ground. And I think, you know, the offensive line gets a lot of criticism when things don't go well. But, I mean, you look at they lost Darius Sirocco in the first series. Then they lost John Yarbrough. They have Travis Bourne call playing in his second career game. Coulter Woodman's a rookie, you know, kind of at that right guard spot. So, I mean, it really is one of those uh, – uh, it, it, it's made even more impressive the running display, the the Jeremiah Masoli performance. When you take all those things into consideration on the offensive line, yeah, you, the balance that, that that brings. And you know, there was a a few times where I saw Don Jackson pick up uh, blitzes very nicely too. I mean, a guy who obviously has no problem getting his nose dirty when it comes to protecting the quarterback. You know, I think the other the other thing that really helps the old line and it, it helps the entire offense and the run game as well is the fact that in the last two games Jeremiah Masoli has shown that he has that speed back yeah. and that he's he's willing to run so now if you think about those uh, RPOs those run pass option plays where the quarterback will will ride the running back with the with the ball in his stomach and then sometimes he'll either pull it and run around the edge or he'll give it to the running back and let him run between the tackles and when you pull it, you can also throw it when you get outside. And when you're a real threat to run on the edge, that widens the defensive ends. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking pretty fundamentally here, but mm. it widens the defensive ends, and that helps with run lanes between the tackles. So, you know, I, I, it was great individual efforts, yes, but it, it all comes together nicely when your quarterback can press the edge, your running back's running hard in the middle, making the first guy miss. And then your receivers are, are getting, you know, getting separation. You know, when I, when I see those deep 20-yard outs that, that Jeremiah Mazzoli was completing, boy, you need time to do that first. And your, your receiving core has been respected because 
when you run a 20 yard out, the DB has turned his hips. He, he's got to turn his hips and, and feel like you're running deep. And then you break it out like that. They were open by five, six yards. Yeah. It, you know, there are a couple of catches that, uh, you know, I'm sure or throws that Jeremiah wanted back, but uh, he was pretty accurate as he has been the last three games, as you mentioned there. Um, Dustin Nielsen, when we talked to him last week, he had said that he thought the Ticats had a championship caliber defense. I'm not sure if the score really indicated just how well the defense played with a couple of, uh, you know, quarterback sneaks yeah. in there for Edmonton. But what did you see from uh, this Ticats defense and what are your expectations for them? Well, all of a sudden, I've always liked the the, the front four. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've always I've always thought that from the beginning of the year, even with some injuries and some rotations, I you know I like the front four. Uh, Lorenzo Malden is is a great sort of rotation player and played for Hauser, as you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought you know he played well in that sort of last second decision. But that's a great D line, and it has been all season long. I mean, with with Simone, again, we've got to – when we're playing right on that ragged edge, that's hmm. fine, but you got to be – you know, we had, we had just put Simone on the list of the best linebackers to ever play in Hamilton Tiger Cat history, and I believe he's on the list. It's, yeah. it's you know, guys like Ben Zambiasi, Calvin Tiggle, you know, Michael O'Shea, John Moulton. Those guys, you know, Simone Lawrence de- deserves to be on that list you know, and right as we said it, he had the the issue with uh, James Wilder, and I went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll we'll move on. But you know what? I, what here's what I like about, and, and you're talking about the defense in the last three weeks, the secondary has really come together, and you know that's like the O line, the the back end of your defense has got to play with great communication. And they have to understand each other's roles and know where each other are all the time. If you, if you have a communication issue in your secondary, you're going to drop coverages and one guy's going to be too far in one zone, not far enough in the other, and there'll be big gaps and big seams. And that's where offenses can take advantage. But this group is, has really tightened up. I mean, Des Lawrence playing with Cariel Brooks is, you know, he's clearly getting better every single game. And I think Tundai Adelike is – um, you know, he's, he's really the, the leader back there. I, I think he's, he's pulling the guys together. That's probably been in my – just watching them on TV and then seeing them live. That's where I was most impressed of the development and the growth in the last three or four weeks is, is in the back end on defense. Well, and yeah, you, you mentioned Des Lawrence and someone who um, obviously didn't have the CFL experience coming into this. And, you know, I think when – they lost Frankie Williams, and, and he's still on the one-game injury list, so hopefully we'll see him again this season. But, I mean, I think a lot of people looked at that spot on the field and thought, uh-oh, here's where, you know, they can, uh, you know, maybe exploit this mm-hmm. cat secondary, and they haven't. And I think, you know, I was talking to Coach Butler about this, the DB's coach, Coach Washington. I mean, th- and you mentioned it. They're a well-coached group, and having a guy like Mike Daly around the team as well I mean, you mentioned the experience, and, and it's easy for Des Lawrence to just slide in there when you have a Siante Evans who's played 70 games, a Tunde Adelike who's played 70 games. I mean, that, ex- that experience means something, especially when it comes to quarterbacks in the CFL. Yeah, you know, when I was a rookie in the CFL playing safety for Saskatchewan, I had Terry Irvin, who was a 10-year vet at one corner, and Kenny Hinton, former BC Lion, who was a, I don't know, eight- or nine-year veteran on the other corner. 
And, you know, every day in practice, every day watching video, we'd sit together. And the experience that I would get from those guys were like tremendous mental reps, like game level mental reps, just watching video, listening to experienced players like that. So when you have, you know, Carriel Brooks has been around long enough now. That's that's a five years is is enough to completely understand the nuances of the Canadian game. And he's passing that on to Des Lawrence in, you know, in real time because they're playing beside each other. And then again, the the safety's gotta, you know, he's gotta pull it all together. And first of all, be where he needs to be so the halfbacks and corners are confident that he's gonna be there to help them in the middle in those post routes and, and the routes that are tough to cover over the middle, he's going to be there to help him and, and, and be there where he's supposed to be exactly. But it goes beyond that to when you break the huddle and make the checks and, you know, you're, you're telling guys, Hey, we've changed the coverage. Do you understand? And they all get it. And I, I think they've, um, they've improved. I mean, like when I watched this team against and I know it was Edmonton and Edmonton is really struggling. But when I watched this team against Edmonton, I thought this team, it, you know, it's going to be a race. It's going to be a dog fight in the playoffs. But this team is a championship caliber team. It has championship quality throughout the lineup. And and it seems like and it feels like they're coming together. I thought Jeremiah Masoli said it best in our, our Zoom call before the game last week. He said, we have got used to and got comfortable with the changes. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny, like anybody in their own life that faces changes, they all take a while to get used to that. And, that, and during that time, you're missing things. You're not getting, you're not getting the results you want to get at work or whatever it might be because you're dealing with the changes. Maybe you've moved from one house to another house or something. You're dealing with these changes. But once you understand that the changes are just going to happen and forget about worrying about it and let's just roll with it then you can get back to focusing on the small details you need to focus on. And I, I think that's where Hamilton is. And I think that's what Jeremiah was trying to say is, is, you know, we had all these changes all the time and we were fighting it. Now we have all these changes and we've, we've come to just understand they're going to happen and work with it and roll with it. And I think they're doing that. We, we're, we're scratching the surface on Tim White, you know, Brandon Banks. And, you know, I, what's the status on Braylon Addison? If he, if he's available for playoff time and Banks is healthy, yikes. It's a good yeah. group, man. Yeah, you mentioned Tim White, uh, one of the breakout players of the CFL this season for sure. Uh, Suits, I know you and I could probably talk for hours, but uh, I appreciate you finding a couple of minutes for me here this afternoon. Hey, man, it's a good team. And guess hey, I, I think you remember where the Great Cup is this year, right? I I I seem I seem to be looking I seem to be looking at that building right now actually. Yeah. Yes. Sitting, actually I'm I am sitting exactly where you will be sitting uh with the call of that game. I actually work out of the uh, the TSN little secret. I work out of the TSN TV booth here at Tim Hortons Fields on practice day. So I am literally sitting in your spot right now keeping it warm for you. Hey, I appreciate it, man. That's great. Well, hey, this team is as good as any to get there. So uh, it'll be fun to watch down the stretch.
My thanks to Glenn Suter for joining me, and uh, my thanks to you for tuning in as well. Really do appreciate it. We are back tomorrow as the Ticats return to the practice field ahead of Friday's game against the BC Lions. And with the Friday game, you know we got a jam-packed schedule for you here on Ticats this week, including a brand new episode of the CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill that dropped today. So go check it out wherever you checked out this. Make sure to subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network so you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining us today. As mentioned, back same time, same place tomorrow for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B. Hope you have a great day. Ticats Today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Ticats fix every weekday.